You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie Sketch, and today we are talking Season 2, Episode 10 of Forces of Destiny, which is Monster Misunderstanding. But before we get there, only about a month ago did we get the teaser for uh, Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Um, But we are getting more information because the Vanity Fair first look article has finally come out um, a little sooner than I expected. I haven't looked into when uh, it's come out previously, but I I was under the impression that they put it out a little later. So I think we're we're, we're getting a bit of an apology for that wait we had for uh, the title um, here with getting this article here and soon. which is really great. Um, and there's a lot going on. Um, and we learn uh, a decent amount, not a whole ton. Um, but I'm going to go over that right now. Um, a lot of pictures came out and if you haven't seen them, um, I don't know how, uh, if you have internet access, uh, because I feel like they've been everywhere. Um, and there was also a very long article, which I skimmed, uh, so you don't have to. Most of the article, you know, being kind of a recap of what has happened, uh, within this trilogy and in, you know, Star Wars as a whole previously. But we did get a little bit of special information, uh, which is really great. And we got a ton of pictures that's giving us so much room for speculation, which is my favorite. So we'll start out. I have notes kind of going along with each picture and or little bits from uh, the article, um, which I don't have in front of me right now. Uh, It would be a lot of scrolling to get from one place to another because it is a very long article. There was an option to like hear it read to you and it was a 45 minute like audio thing. So I I was like, okay, I'm just going to skim this. Um, knowing obviously what to look for. So first thing that I noticed and that I'm most excited about, the long-awaited meeting with the Knights of Ren. Uh, We finally get to see them 
um, not just in a vision, but, you know, there's a picture of them. You know, they are in this movie, which is great. I think I'm not alone with anxiously awaiting sometime when they are going to be a part of our story and when you know that is going to come into play because uh, I think that it's been talked about quite a bit uh, in the previous movies and we've never really learned what's going on there. I'm really excited for this and noticing more um, is that so the planet that most of the pictures have been um, shown from and you know where Ray is jumping over uh, Kylo's TIE fighter in the teaser. Uh, it is the planet Pasana, Pasana, something like that. Pasana. I don't know if anybody said it out loud yet, <laughs> but um, I think that's. I'm glad we have the name for that, so I'm not just going to say the desert where they're on and, you know, we're quelling anything uh, that. Any of the suspicions that they're on Jakku, they're on Tatooine. They're not. They're on Pasana. Pasana. I'm going to say Pasana until I hear otherwise. Um, if you're going to listen to this a couple months from now, maybe when, you know, somebody official has said it out loud, you're probably cringing at me saying that, but uh, that's beside the point. Anyway, but the Knights of Ren were on Pasana as well as Kylo. But some other pictures also show the Resistance cast on Pasana. So I'm guessing that this is either where we're going to be getting a big battle or if some of the things that I would like to be right, this is where we get the team up. Um, I talked about this a little bit with uh, with Mike after uh, after celebration, you know, how I think that this is going to be, you know, we're going to get that Kylo Ren redemption and we're going to get that um, team up again, um, but like massively, uh, maybe a faction of the First Order, you know, leaves, uh, which would be great. Although something I did notice in the trailer, which now that I know that the Knights of Ren are in it, definitively, I'm thinking that we saw Kylo taking out a Knight of Ren. So there's a lot of speculation there. I'm very excited about that. I'm interested to see what's going on there. It seems like a lot, or at least a lot of the pictures that we were shown uh, were from uh, this location. And I don't know if that's just because uh, the writer for Vanity Fair, you know, that's when they decided to come write their article um, or if a majority of the movie is taking place here. I'll be, I'm interested to see that. I think most of, I, I, I think my, my, the former is more likely, um, but I'm interested to see what's going on here. I'm interested to learn about it a little bit. Um, and we were introduced to the Aki Aki people. Uh, again, I don't know if I'm saying any of this right. It's Star Wars, you never know, um, who are native to Pisana. Uh, and so, again, that kind of goes with the theory that this might be a team-up situation instead of a battle situation, because I don't think we'd get to know the people if this was just a battle location. Um, I think we've been told that the Resistance base is on a grassy, jungle-like planet. Uh, so, do with that what you may, but that's giving me an indicator 
that Pasana isn't just a place that they're going to go have a battle. That we get to know the natives a little bit and that is not the base for the resistance that we know of unless they change bases halfway through the movie, which they might. Um, I think they, the article also talked with, uh, or the reporter also talked with Anthony Daniels and he said that C-3PO does something that will surprise people. Um, I'm thinking that this probably has to do with that bowcaster that we saw in the poster that was leaked. Um, at least I hope it is. I hope it's not, like, something, you know, C-3PO's secretly, you know, working for the First Order or nothing like that. I'm sure it's just, it just has to do with that, uh, that bowcaster. And, I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about with that. Uh, just thought it was interesting. We have Carrie Russell's Zori Bliss and a picture of her being released. Um, uh, no real speculation with that character. Um, I think the location that she was at had some had something in the name to do with thieves, um, so maybe she is a bit of an outlaw. Uh, I'm guessing just based on the uh, mask and you know having the face covered that that's something that's going on. Everything's speculation really at this point, um, except for things that we've been told. <laughs> um, we also you know obviously have Jana and Finn on the horse-like Orbax, Orbox, um, which is going to be interesting. I hope, I hope, I hope that this is not going to be a repeat of the, uh, Canto Bite scenes, you know, riding the horses around, um, because I think most people agree that that is the worst part of The Last Jedi, is, is that chase right there, and, um, again, it'll be interesting to see that, um, I just hope that there are not too many parallels there with that, um, and that, uh, it's just a coincidence that Finn's riding another horse-like creature. I mean, obviously it is, but I hope they do, don't, uh, make that scene or scenes too similar. Um, I'd be a little disappointed with that, as I'm sure other people would. We also had the quote from, uh, at least the journalists, but they said that the Kylo and Rey's force bond will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed, which I'm interested. I mean, that means, uh, I, people have been arguing a lot of whether, you know, when Ray closed the Falcon door, if the Force Bond was gone or not. Um, and I think that this kind of confirms that it was not over, it was not gone. And so, I'm one, again, that goes with me to those theories that I have that this is, again, going to be a bit of a team-up, you know, they, I think it was Adam Driver who said in the, in an interview, this interview for the Vanity Fair article, um, you know, whether he was going to, whether Kylo was going to further, try to further that relationship and develop that relationship with Ray, or if, you know, her closing the door cut it off, and I think that that's, you know, if, if it cut, if, if her closing the door cut it off, you know, that's the obvious, that's the obvious answer. That's the obvious outcome that we get from The Last Jedi. So I think just by him saying that, like, oh, maybe this happened, um, we are going to see that continuing, um, which I'm, I'm hoping that we're teaming up again. Um, as I talked about before, it seems like Palpatine has some kind of role in, uh, in Episode Nine, 
and as I've talked about uh, when I was at the uh, Rebels panel at Celebration, somebody, uh, you know, it's the day, it was the day after the uh, episode nine trailer had finally come out, uh, and somebody went up and asked Dave, he said, um, so... Uh, after yesterday's trailer, is there any way that Palpatine got access to the world between worlds to come back, um, save himself? And so um, I'm hoping that the world between worlds did, you know, have some purpose when it comes to the overarching story of Star Wars. And maybe that's what's going on with Palpatine there at the end of the trailer. And it's not just a sound effect that they decided to use, um, especially since we do see the Death Star remnants there um, at the end of the trailer. Um, So I'm excited to see that again, hoping that we're getting some kind of team team up to get rid of him uh, between maybe not the First Order, but at least between the Knights of Ren. and the resistance uh it'd be (laughs) a really cool thing to see and i know everybody is on the boat of we want to see this kylo ren redemption arc um and i think it's going to happen and i i i think that uh the evidence here what i've kind of been able to infer um from what i've seen here with this uh these pictures and what's going on um, leads towards that Um, and I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful that that is how they are going to go about uh, episode 9 or have gone about and that's what we're going to be seeing um, a little bit more. Uh, As we know, uh, we've known previously is that they are using the old Carrie Fisher footage um, which will be really an amazing thing I think that that's the most respectful thing you know they could have done um in her absence and I'm interested to see how they use Force Awakens footage to you know further what's happening in uh Rise of Skywalker um but that's kind of old news uh we got Lando, Poe, BB-8, and Chewie in the Falcon Um, I don't know. It looked like they were posing for a picture, but, um, you know, if they're all in that, uh, if they're all on the set, that means, you know, we get that group of people together and it's going to be good to see, uh, Lando and Chewie, uh, having a little bit of a reunion. Um, I'm sure they have seen each other between, um, Oh, I know they've seen each other between um, between the uh, Return of the Jedi and now. Um, I didn't finish the book. I, I can't remember whether or not Chewie was in Last Shot. I'm sure he was. Um, but, you know, that's when Kylo was, what, two? Or Ben was two. Uh, so it's been at least that long. Um, and so that's going to be an interesting... Um, that's, that'll be an interesting reunion, and it would also, you know, I guess with the time jump, Lando's had enough time to grieve Han, but I'm sure we will get some kind of talk of Han again and, and Han's death and him not being with them anymore and, you know, missing him, um, and I'm sure that there will be some kind of, uh, there will 
uh, for sure be some kind of nod to something that happened in Solo um, or some kind of quote or something um, from uh, Billy D and or Lando and so I'm excited to see that I, I think everybody's on the team of yes we have Lando back let's like get him in here um, since you know we've lost Carrie we've and everybody else is kind of everybody uh, all the other original trilogy you know main three are are uh dead in the eyes of the movie um in the eyes of this movie although uh there is some talk of luke you know having some kind of uh force ghost situation which i think is very probable um and i i i I read somewhere that, you know, Ray, I don't know if it was in this article, but we know that Ray has almost completed her training um, thanks to Luke's texts or the Jedi texts um, by the time of this movie, um, which leads me to believe that she's also been, you know, conversing with Luke uh, and been able to talk to him. So, you know, he's a ghost, but we have uh, a photo of Luke uh, in R2 standing among some rubble um and i think that this is going to be another flashback um because there's no beard so this is um probably going back to the night that uh kylo burned down uh luke's temple luke's academy um and so again that further either shows that we're we're gonna get to see luke again you know luke is a part of this he's one with the force and and you know can come back bring his consciousness in whatever the explanation for force ghosts is um and we'll get to see him here um or you know we get a further explanation from kylo and from the knights of ren um and i'm excited to see this um i'm really really excited to see this uh obviously you know it's it's the end of the Skywalker saga. It's Star Wars. Anything Star Wars, I'm excited to see. But um, the things that they've put in here give, I think, give us enough time, you know, give us enough information that we are going to be happy for the next couple months getting to come up with our own theories and try to figure out what's going to happen, um, which is why a lot of people love star wars it's part of why i love star wars um i'm excited and i think we got a lot of cool information here um a lot of information we didn't really need but i enjoyed seeing the pictures um of the characters you know we have different outfits from everybody um and it's it's cool to see uh if i feel like when we get these kind of pictures we're getting to see a little bit of the tone of this movie um and so I I like what I'm seeing um and I hope that I hope that we get I just I just can't get over the you know to me I can see a redemption arc coming and I'm really hoping for it as I sure everybody am is as I'm sure everybody is so I I'm looking forward to it and this makes me happy because I mean all signs are pointing that way at least for me but maybe you know I'm only seeing what I want to see um so I don't know if there was other news 
this kind of the the Vanity Fair article kind of uh, absorbed all of my attention this week. Um, so if there was other news this week that I missed, um, I, I'll be sure to talk about it next week. But let's go ahead and get on to the recap. Calculate the jump, Chop. <laughs> my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. A Sando Aquamonster is laying siege to the royal boathouse on the docks of Theed. Three palace guards try to repel the Sando Aquamonster with blasters, but the creature comes back for a second round. Their blaster bolts bounce off its tough hide. The creature continues its attack on the royal boathouse. Queen Padme Amidala arrives on a shuttle. Two of the guards tell her that it is not safe, but Amidala asks how the guards are handling this kind of attack. The dark-skinned palace guard says that they don't know how to because the creature rarely comes to shore. Amidala realizes the realizes the creature has come for a reason and decides to find out why. She and the guards enter the boathouse as the creature lays siege outside. Inside the boathouse, they find a baby Sando Aquamonster locked inside a cage, being raised by two poachers. Amidala shoots at the rope, suspending the cage, causing it to crash and free the baby Sando. Queen Amidala orders the guards to let the baby Sando go back to its mother and to arrest the poachers. The dark-skinned guard opens the gates and the baby Sando returns with its mother. The baby Sando swims away with its mother. The leading, the leading guard apologizes to Amidala for not figuring things out. Amidala responds that it's all right because sometimes the best solution is not the obvious one. Okay, so again, we have an episode that's coming in um, towards the end of Forces of Destiny that isn't um, quite as exciting. I think the next one is one of my favorites, um, and so I'm excited to get to that next week. Um, but, you know, we didn't get a new creature in this one, you know, as much as I do love that coming from Forces of Destiny is when we get new creatures. Um, the Sando Aqua Monster was in The Phantom Menace. Um, you know, prompting the quote, there's always bigger fish. Um, so it's, it would have been cool if we had gotten something new, but it's also nice that we get to see that little bit of connection because I think that we haven't gotten to see that creature, um, as much. And it, it, it is a good connect connection and then helps, you know, those of us who are paying attention, you know, kind of know that we're on Naboo and that, um, it is a pre-existing creature, and I think, yeah, if it, if it had been on, um, and as I'm saying this, I'm kind of going back on myself, because actually I do like that we reuse this creature, um, instead of coming up with a new one, and I think that us coming up with new, them coming up with new creatures happens a lot on Jakku, because we don't really know that much about Jakku, um, and so that makes sense, and, but reusing the creature here works pretty well so actually I take that back um 
a lot of times as I'm talking, I, I kind of realize how I actually feel. Um, so we're there with that. <laughs> um, but they, they could have given us something more. Uh, I, I think, you know, as far as connections go and us liking those uh, here in Forces of Destiny, I think that that was something that uh, they tried here for this episode. But again, it's kind of a boring episode. It's not... Um, it wasn't exactly, you know, quickest thinking on Padme's part. I mean, obviously, nobody else had thought to go inside, uh, but I think that's kind of a b- basic, you know, what they should have thought. Um, so I think it was less of her being smart and more of, you know, the guards being inept and not thinking to go inside to see, like, hmm, why are they doing this? But Padme is supposed to be a little bit smarter than everybody else, so it was good, I guess, to see her having a little bit more intelligence than the other people around her even though you know it kind of seems like it was um pretty easy thing to figure out um but she wasn't afraid to go inside and she wasn't afraid to investigate and I think that's that's also you know speaks to her character because it's being the building's being attacked and she's like let's go inside to see why they're attacking um and so I guess I guess that is that is something good uh, and something interesting for her character, but it's nothing that I don't think um, we didn't know that she would have done anyway. Um, but again, I just, I again, you know, this wasn't a whole much of an episode that uh, really gave us that much, um, you know, especially because I think her character didn't really go through any kind of change or it wasn't really that much of a quick thinking outside of the box situation it was kind of obvious and I think it would have been to anybody who was there this does seem to be a little bit of a trope that we've been seeing uh lately with Star Wars um the mother looking for the baby uh with the large creatures we had that um in resistance uh recently and I think that I think that's a cool connection that's being made, um, but that is something that I've noticed is, you know, they, that did happen in Resistance, and I don't know what to make of that connection, um, I don't know, you know, what it has to do with anything, but it is there, um, this wasn't an episode that really had anything going on, um, uh, we have a couple coming up that are very exciting, and I will, will love to talk about, um, longer, and, really really get into but as far as this one you know I only have like five minutes that I really can talk about it you know there's not a whole ton to talk about and again I think they like I said last week I think they're starting to run out of ideas and this is why you know we don't have a force of Disney season three um because it's kind of on a downfall um and yes there are a couple episodes coming up, especially with Rebels characters, which maybe I, I think I'm biased because I'm, like, one of the world's biggest Rebels fans ever, um, but, uh, those episodes are pretty good. The one with, you know, Ahsoka and Ezra and the one we're doing next week, Art History, with, uh, Sabine and Tristan, those are some really good episodes coming up, but, you know, some of the episodes here in the middle, not so great, um, and not a whole ton going on. And I think that that's where, you know, they kind of made the decision, okay, we're done with Forces of Destiny, like, we don't have any other stories to tell. Which is insane to me, because it's Star Wars, there's like a million stories they can tell, but I think that anything worth telling, 
they're not going to do in Forces of Destiny. <laughs> um, and that's kind of, um, it's understandable, but it's also, you know, it's kind of, well, what was the point of making Forces of Destiny in the first place if you weren't going to, you know, give us good stuff in it? Um, and that, not saying that they haven't, but when they drop the ball on episodes like this and the last one, you know, it's not, um, those are the kind of episodes that, again, it's why people don't like Forces of Destiny, and I watch episodes like this, and I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. Um, not as much this week as last week. I think that last week was a rough episode, um, and I think last week had absolutely no reason to exist. I mean, at least this episode here, you know, we have a call back to the Phantom Menace, and we have, you know, kind of a call forward to, um, Resistance, and even though I think our characters were dumbed down a little bit for this episode here, you know, this, um, for our heroine, for Padme, this was a very good demonstration of her character, um, and her thought process, even if it was, you know, a little dumbed down. And so, yeah, like I said, you know, they're, they're kind of running out of things, um, less this episode than last episode but um I don't really have a whole lot to talk about and again in the next couple episodes we will because there are a lot of really exciting ones coming up um but that's all I really have to talk about this week um sorry that this was so short uh we got to talk about a lot of with Rise of Skywalker here at the beginning um but you know the episode itself um a little lackluster just like last week um so as always, thank you for listening, and you can stay up to date on all the latest in Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also add us on Facebook at Rebels Podcast and on Twitter at Rebels Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Rebel Cells. You can follow me on Twitter at Cassie Scutch, that's C-A-S-S-I-E-S-C-U-T-C-H. And of course, we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network. And if you'd like to support us, you can do that in one of two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com com to pick up some merch or by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the thunderquack podcast and the thunderquack group on facebook um thank you guys so much for listening and we're gonna have plenty to talk about next week mm-hmm.